0: This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am back. Season five. Can't believe it's been five seasons, and I am with that snack. Again, returning in his triumphant return for season five on the official Caps Shirt podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Polly motherfucking cupcakes. What's up? I'm ah. Uh, nice to be back. Miss, yeah. I
1: missed our adoring fans. I miss, <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen you, but uh, I miss doing this with you. I mean, you know, this is fun,
0: and uh, I'm glad to be back lots of enthusiasm love it Polly thanks for that just <laughs> rallying uh you know I guess indictment if you will of the of your experiences here with the official shirt podcast but dude so happy to have you back caps fans if you are ogs and you listen to us from basically the beginning to season three Polly cupcakes was a regular co-host uh I rag the puck alone very well by the way um season four. But, um, you know, it wasn't the same. And did I beg Polly to come back? Maybe. Uh, Did I need him to come back? Absolutely not. I can do this on my own. I just want everybody to know that. But, um, Polly, welcome fucking back. How about we pop some tabs and then just get right into it? Let's do it. One, two, three. All right. Fuck yeah. The gang's back together. Polly Cupcakes, Hockey Troll. Killing it on the official Caps trip podcast. Again, Caps fans, if you don't know, every Monday we'll have a kind of recap of the previous week's games and what we saw and what we think. You know, if you're looking for actual factual hockey news, this is likely not the podcast for you. If you like us pontificating and, you know, you like a little uh, spiciness added to your hockey takes, you know, you're in the right place. Uh, obviously, we don't negate the news, but there's a hundred more qualified news outlets out there that will give you more up-to-date information um, than us. We release episodes every Monday and Thursday. Like I said, on Monday, we'll be recapping, um, you know, what's happened in the past week. Today, we're going to be talking about preseason, what the Caps are going to look like opening night against the Pittsburgh Penguins on Friday the 13th. But on Thursday, generally, we typically have like a segment-based show where we're talking about Uh, you know, really anything that tickles our fancy, uh, it's our world. You're just living in it. That sound right, Pauline? Yeah,
1: Colleen? I mean, that, yeah, that's something that people are just going to have to get used to. You know, <laughs> if you're tuning in, it's our world. You're just living in it. Exactly, exactly. But,
0: um, you know, hopefully you like this world. It can't be any worse than reality. <laughs> Maybe. No. I mean, take a look at Twitter and you'll see that we
1: are, uh, the better option. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Every day. Um, All right. Well, shit, man. I mean, where do you want to start? You want to start with some league news? Typically, we kick off our Monday shows with some league news. Um, Mostly, it's personnel moves that are, you know, coming up on the beginning of this historic season. Um, But when it comes in, and we've got some injury updates as well. So should we just get into that? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, let's jump right in. So Sam Lafferty was traded to the Vancouver Canucks by the Toronto Maple Leafs on Sunday for a fifth round pick. Uh, you know, he's a power, he's a PK guy, according to Jay Fresh and just kind of, um, you know, uh, borderline replacement level player. So nothing crazy there, but going right into injuries, Patrick Kane, uh, is of the New York Rangers, which sounds weird, right? Um, he's with the Rangers now, uh, Getting hip resurfacing surgery like Nick Backstrom did, again, uh, widely considered a career killer procedure, uh, but something that, you know, he, he's going to go ahead and do. Uh, I would like to say that Nick Backstrom was his uh, inspiration for that. What do you think, Polly? I mean, I'd say so. He's, uh, he's looked pretty good in his return. Um,
1: definitely not like a, his career has been killed, even if he's not, uh, you know, Elite of elite, he's back and he's competing and he's playing well. So, probably seeing a positive result for Backy, I I I agree. Kane is probably like, well, it worked for him. I'll give it a shot.
0: Yeah, and um, anybody who told me that and who is out there on the fucking internet talking about Nick Backstrom's washed, it's over after half a season, coming back, you know, somewhat early. Honestly, on the timeline, you know, he said he was ready early, but the team rightfully, I think, held him out, especially with the absolute shit show that last season was. Um, your mom's a hoe. Anybody who said fucking Nick Backstrom's washed. It's over for him. Shut the fuck up. He looks really good in the preseason. He's taken hits. He's taken a couple big hits. He's uh, he, he seems to be moving really well out there. I hope for nothing but the best, and you know, honestly, even him playing at the level that he's playing at right now in the preseason—if this is just, you know, if this isn't the top for Nick Backstrom, you know, the rest of the league needs to watch the fuck out. Yeah, for real. If he—if he's got something we haven't
1: seen yet, then uh, you know, it might be pre-hip injury Backy
0: and not—not a recovering Backy, but what we were used to seeing. Right. And that's a guy who skates on his ass and gets 80 points a year. So, you know, third on the list for um, active assist getters behind Crosby and uh, I forget who else. He might have been McDavid. I'm not sure. Uh, but anyways, he's in the company of like Crosby, Malkin, Kopitar. I forget who's right above him, but he's third. And, you know, the guy's got a Hall of Fame career. I think he's first ballot shoe in, especially after winning that cup. Yeah, I mean, the Caps have at least two current Hall of Famers on their roster. Maybe a couple more. We'll see as time goes on. But backy for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Moving on, though, after that little rant, Josh Norris is out indefinitely for the Ottawa Senators because of a shoulder injury. He's been out since January and was expected to be ready for preseason, but is not. Sam Bennett. Big piece of Florida's team. Doubtful for the season opener at Minnesota Wild on Thursday at 8 because of a lower body injury. Uh, out in Winnipeg, Ville Heinola will be out 8 to 12 weeks because of an ankle injury. And for in Minnesota, Jared Spurgeon is out week to week because of an upper body injury. We will add that Joel Edmondson is also out 4 to 6 weeks about a week ago. Or or no, six to eight, I think, with a broken hand uh, that he suffered during a scrimmage. He has been taking the no contact jersey, the light blue on the ice in practice that I've seen. But uh, otherwise, he will not be available for the Caps, probably for the beginning of the season in its entirety, probably the first 10 to 20 games, I think. Yeah, it's got to be so frustrating getting hurt in the preseason. Like, you know, you, you need
1: the preseason because you got to shake off the rust, but you know, you're primed and ready for an NHL season and then go down for weeks or months
0: with one of these. That,
1: that's tough.
0: No doubt, especially on a brand new team. You know, he was brought in here to be, you know, kind of a banger, kind of that stay at home, steady kind of presence on the blue line, which I definitely think he is. And I definitely think that he can contribute on the points column too. But uh, yeah, for him to take that, and it wasn't even a preseason game, it was a preseason inner squad scrimmage that he suffered this fracture. Obviously, that's hockey. That's how the cookie crumbles. Uh, we hope that it's not going to be something pervasive. We also have Max Paccaretti. On the shelf, recovering from a Achilles tendon tear, uh, he was brought back too early for a couple of games during Carolina's playoff run. Did not end well for him. He re-injured that Achilles, but it looks like from all accounts, including Brian McClellan's and Max's himself, that he's recovering and he's they're going to do it right this time. They're going to give him all the time that he needs. It is noted, though, that I think he came back and played two games and scored like three goals. So watch out. Yeah, I mean, he's a hockey player. I mean, I think uh, adding him to the roster is
1: huge and I'm excited to see what he can do when he's back and healthy. Cause he's contributed
0: very well everywhere he's been. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, people forget that we got him for two mil, which is insane. This is a guy that's a $7 million player a year. We got Carolina to eat a lot of that cap and, I love it. So I think that this is one of the like slyest moves of getting a actual name brand player, a guy who's proven in the NHL that Brian McClellan has pulled off, you know, little wizardry there, if you will. Um, I, I think Max Pacioretty is going to be incredible this season. And I can't wait to see him out there. Um but we are kind of burying the lead in the sense of talking about the Washington Capitals for the Washington wraparound, and before I need to do that, we do have to pay the bills. DraftKings Sportsbook: The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two thousand dollars instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. Paul, I know you're a big NFL guy. How are your Raiders doing?
1: Uh, they're terrible. They're 1-3, uh, in 1-2. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they've won one game and then lost the rest. I don't know how the, how many they've played yet. But uh, I'll tell you what. A couple of weeks ago, two, two teams I really don't like in football, and that's Ohio State and the Raiders. And I got to watch back-to-back nights on primetime football of my teams lose to them. Um, Notre Dame lost a heartbreaker to Ohio state. And then the Steelers beat the Raiders at home. God, I'm, oh, you I'm said, ready for You hockey, said two football. two
0: teams you didn't like were the Raiders. No, you like the Raiders, but oh, the Steelers I'm, you hate.
1: Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, the fact that the Raiders are one and whatever, and Notre Dame's dropped two games, Friday the 13th can't come quick enough for me.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I like football season. Um, because it's really just the reminder that I have to get the podcast going and that, you know, hockey is <laughs> going to be going like in a couple weeks. So I can be a football fan for like three weeks. And after that, I'm like, fuck it. There's a better sport on TV. Uh, the Commanders started off hot and since then have shit the bed in a pretty tough division. So but I don't know. Par for the course. Right, D.C. fans? We know this. I think there were, people were high on the Commanders, but. After you know, you can only have so many good things at once, right? Snyder, he's yeah. out. <laughs> I think that that's like five years of good karma for for the uh, for the commanders. Well, you know,
1: and yeah, you know, if it, if it's going to be any team, we hope it's the boys on the ice. He's only going to have one.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. So, anyways. Caps fans, if you're into football, you want to bet football, you want to bet really any sport, you got to check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Do it. Download the app. Use code THPN, get in on game day greatness, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1800 gambler.net in new york call call 8778 hope ny or text hope ny 467 369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort kansas city license part licensee partner golden nugget lake charles la <clears> hmm <throat> I mean Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. <clears throat> that's our that's our ad read. It's fucking sick, bro. Yeah,
1: did you get a little nervous with me being here? Is that?
0: Yeah, and then I did On- what the fuck is Ontario? Who does that?
1: <laughs> I wasn't going to say
0: anything. Yeah, yeah, you heard <laughs> it though. You know what I'm talking about. All right. Let's get into the Washington Rapper and let's talk about these caps. All right, Caps fans, if you didn't know, we've got a new coach. He's putting in new systems. He's mixing up the lineup a good bit. Um, you know, we're going to talk Hockey Troll Hip Check on Thursday, our segmented-based episode. I will be talking about Spencer Carberry's options and why we should not continue to just like bag on previous coaches for quote-unquote not playing young guys because I don't think that's even a real narrative. But that's for Thursday. You're going to have to check in on that. Polly, what are your initial thoughts on, on this preseason, man? Anything? Spencer Carberry – even catch any of this? Um,
1: so, you know, I haven't had an opportunity to sit down and watch a full game, but I mean, I, th- I think the puck movement looks good. I mean, I think the, the Caps, they're, as a team, moving well, getting the puck up and down the ice well. Um, I did notice, I feel like the defense needs to outlet more. They're uh, noticed... Quite a few getting tripped up in your own zone. I, I don't know. I, I know we have Carlson and some athletic guys, but I feel like moving the puck up to the neutral zone via pass is always the better option. Um, I could take my own advice when I'm playing beer league with that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously there wasn't much to see because it's the preseason, but I think, you
0: know, I have hope for this season based on what I've seen. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that Stanley Cup contender to preseason avid watcher is a very real pipeline. For the past four years, I've been saying, fuck the preseason. Nobody cares. Like, first of all, it means nothing. It's just guys getting worked out. And then, you know, what's going on? Like, we know what we're going to see. We've got Lavi here. We know the system already. Like, you know, I typically only tune into preseason when – there's something to watch, and this season, preseason, was especially important to me because I wanted to see who Spencer Carberry liked, what the young guys were going to bring, and I wanted to see how Spencer Carberry was going to organize the you know entire roster and, and really the gameplay of the Washington Capitals. So far, I'm pretty impressed. I like what he's got. Um, My first preseason thoughts were that I really love the five-on-five movement in the offensive zone and the power play movement. You know, really just kind of mixing it up a little bit. Uh, For a while, you know, I I feel like Kuznetsov is kind of a roamer on the power play now. Uh, He's been supporting the left corner at times when Ovi needs it. Uh, And to try to make plays kind of generate from the left rather than having to rim it and then have everything kind of Lopsided on the right side over to the left circle where, and eventually over to the left circle where Ovi is kind of standing out alone. So I kind of like that. Uh, Love the interchange movement in front. Backstrom and Kuznetsov have been kind of vibing pretty well, changing, uh, having the freedom, it seems, to change from the half boards to below goal line. uh, And it could be either of them. And You know, I think Kuzi's been given the green light a lot by the coaching staff to, hey, you know, you don't always have to give it to Ovi. If you can stuff it from that side, because, you know, Kuznetsov has that ability, go ahead and try it. Um, I think that that's probably a situation that Kuznetsov loves to be in, in the sense of having that freedom, having that ability uh, to kind of, you know, not have to make that pass up to the half boards or up to the point or over to Ovechkin, right? He's, he's been giving the, the, uh, the shot caller keys, if you will.
1: Yeah. And I, I feel like Cousy is the kind of guy that he seems like because it's now more of an option to pass to Ovi instead of the goal that he'll want to do it. Cause he's not being told to.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, you know, I think that and we can get into this later, but I really think that if Kuznetsov is going to have a breakout season, uh, you know, and and really return to form, the Washington Capitals are in in a solid spot uh, when it comes to playoff contention. But so far, so good. I like the offense, the offensive starts that the Caps are getting. I like that they're really concerned and it's it's apparent by the way that they're playing the way they're supporting the puck that they do not want to give up possession right so they really don't want to play a dump and chase game they want to control into the zone and they want to be able to you know use their creativity and motion in the offensive zone to throw off defenses rather than trying to pass around and you know just give guys power forward shots at the net which is a lot of what we'd seen in the past wouldn't you say
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think we've always had talented players, but creativity didn't seem to be stressed
0: through the last couple tenures, uh, last coach ten years. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing that I was about to absolutely have a complete fit about is the breakout. Early on in the preseason, it looked like, and I hate to say it, but it looked Todd Reardon-esque. In the sense of we were just keeping the puck in our own zone and when we did get control of it, we were just reversing it again and we're getting caught in our own zone with an aggressive forecheck rather than being able to, you know, create space in our own zone, open up for a good pass and break out as a unit. Um, Or what Laviolette was more into is the quick up, right, is get out of the zone as quickly as possible and figure it out in the neutral zone. A turnover in the neutral zone is, you know, in, in from what I think is is a less damaging than a turnover at your own blue line or at the top of our own circles. Right. So that was kind of I feel like Lavi's Lavi's vibe. What do you think, Paulie?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely you'd rather have the turnovers in the neutral zone. you got the protection there of the offside call. Um, and that's, you know, I guess that goes back to what I was saying on moving the puck up, you know, I, I think the quicker, I mean, you don't want to rush it out of the zone, but getting it out of the zone instead of, you know, dicking around with it in your own you're just asking for trouble. I mean, the guys can, the guys can thread the needle, but they're playing against people who are just as good. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think what you're saying is right. You know, kind of transitioning towards that seems like the right call and I hope they can
0: make it work. Yeah, and it seemed like at the beginning that they were going to try to like slow it down, start the breakout in control, and slow it down in their own zone, and then break out. But what I've seen more is that they're not rushing for the stretch, which is really something that we've you know kind of swinging for the fences from the defensive zone. What we've seen in the past, yeah. instead, they have a complete plan and of being coached to all right, you know, hold the peck for a, puck for a couple seconds in your own zone. And if the breakout pass isn't there, you know, switch planes and go over to your defensive partner and then get the center or the closest winger in involved. And then the third man comes down and helps out with the, with the breakout, which is huge. I mean, that's a, you know, it puts you out of position in a sense because you have three guys back and you're trying to launch a offensive with only two guys breaking, but When the way that Carberry has it is that that kind of controlled uh, puck possession up to the top of our circles. And then that's where they're actually starting the breakout rather than, if we're in complete control, like the other team goes for a change or whatever, rather than trying to do that all behind the goal line with the cage as a kind of obstacle. So I've really liked if, if this is the way that, Carberry wants it to be run. I'm down. Uh you know, bring a guy low, help support the breakout and then send either a defenseman up or send the guy who came back down low up if he, you know, after he hands it off. So I'm interested to see how the breakout looks, you know, win the first 10 games and if he's getting what uh Carberry's getting what they what he wants. The one big thing that I will say is that the system in which The Washington Capitals are trying to play demands like near-perfect execution on your passing. Now, they're not hard passes. They're pretty close passes, but they need to be tape-to-tape and you need to catch a guy completely in stride or things can break down quickly, which that's hockey. But I think that with this particular style of play where Carberry understands that he doesn't have the fastest team on the ice skate-wise – he's going to need to have flawless execution and move the puck very quickly tape to tape between his players.
1: Yeah. And I think we've got the roster to make
0: those passes on a regular basis. I
1: mean, there's, there's a lot of very good passers on this team and <clears throat> the way you were describing the breakout um, and how you see it, it kind of sounds like a, a return to fundamentals a little bit. You know, it makes me think of the drills used to run practicing the breakout in high school and, um, you know they're just securing the puck, making sure everybody's where they're supposed to be, and I think that that is a good way to make sure that we're not giving up a lot of the
0: two-on-ones that it seems like the Caps have given up over the last couple of years. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm, you know, Capstan. This is like a pretty exciting time to be covering the like Washington Capitals. You know. Um, Obviously, I think they're going to win the cup every year and would love to see them make that push. But, uh, you know, the the core is a- aging for sure. And this seems to be kind of the cap's probably last shot at trying to secure another cup before the end of the OV era, right? If Carberry doesn't work out, he's locked in for like two or three years. You know, that's the time ticks much faster when the hourglass is close to empty, right? It seems so. Once we have the, I mean, we're really putting, I think that the Washington Gap was putting a lot of trust in Carberry and I don't see, according to his pedigree, any reason he should fail. But at the same time, you know, I think that the benchmark is every, every year we have to make the playoffs with Ovechkin and Backstrom and, and the core that we have, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, what, Ovi's missed the playoffs three times Um, I think, and that's at least two too many.
0: Right. Exactly. That's right. So, you know, we can talk a lot about last season. Uh, The management gave up on the team before the deadline. Uh, It was pretty obvious that they were going to try to recoup some assets and make some moves in the offseason. So it was more of a drawing the arrow back phase rather than releasing the arrow and getting it into flight Uh, I just hope that right now, you know, we're, we're drawing back and we're ready to, you know, launch this thing into the outer space, but um, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. That's really all I have on, on the systems play that I've seen, but uh, you know, just some other news, Nick Jensen was out for undisclosed reasons for about a week. He played in the final game, um, the final uh, preseason game against Columbus. He looked really good. He looked like Nick Jensen. He looked like the player that we we all have come to love, and uh, you know, with Edmondson being out, that does leave some vacancies and some decisions to be made on the blue line. Uh, last game, Carberry said this is, this is his final look at the blue line. Um, Faviari and TVR were both out. He put on Alexiev, Lucas Johansson, and this new guy that came out of nowhere, um, Hardy Ham and Octel number four. And if I was to pick, I would say it's an Alexiev, uh, Oktel, Haman, Octel, Oktel are going to make it to the opening night starting roster. The reason I like, well, Alexiev, he's prone to make some mistakes, but he recovers pretty well. He's a young guy, so he's still got a lot of piss and vinegar. He has some you know, he's, he's cut his teeth a bit in the NHL last season with the Caps. I think that he deserves a spot. But the other two, the other spot is really kind of up for grabs. And the guy who's really impressed me is this Hardy Haman, uh, Hardy Hamann Octel. He's a Swede, from what I understand. He wears number four. And the first thing that I saw was this dude is huge. He's like 6'3", 6'5", something crazy. He's tall and he's 2'20". You know, so he's like OV sized out there, maybe a little taller and he seems super poised with the puck and uh defensively, it's just hard to get around a guy that big. So I like him. Uh He's been playing in the Swedish uh, uh Super League over there, like the number one league, and he's been a pretty good point producer in that league. So looking at a guy that I think had almost 40 points last year from the blue line,
1: I mean, the the fact that he's got that kind of size and he's putting up points, as long as he can keep pace, that sounds like the kind of guy
0: we need to have. Absolutely. And the big thing with me is that he's a big dude and he's not afraid to lay the body. You know, this is why we brought Joel Edmondson in. Yeah. So I'm saying – Haman Oktel, Alexiev, Opening Night Blue Liners Then we'll have ferviari Sandine, TVR And John Carlson I don't hate that I like No I don't hate that at all Right And remember We are Still awaiting a bunch of injuries To get healthy From some of the acquisitions Some of the damaged goods If you will That we acquired in the offseason Now when it comes to the forward core, <clears throat> I think that Beck Malenstein is finally going to get his shot. I think he's finally going to make one, and he's going to be a fourth liner. I also think McMichael is probably looking at a looking at a uh, roster spot. I don't hate what I've seen from McMichael in his first preseason game. I thought he was passing too much. I think that he needs to be much more selfish with the puck. If he gets the puck in a shooting lane, he needs to take it. He needs to put rubber on the net he's probably going to be getting like third line and second line duties so I really want to see what he's what the, I'd, I'd love to see him finally prove us wrong because I've been hating on him for like two years
1: yeah uh that'd be great and uh you know Twitter's gonna be just unbearable if he is doing well but <laughs> right. you know this is just proof that leaving you know if he does well i think people are gonna say that we wasted time not having him in the lineup and i would say i think having him in hershey is why he's doing well if he does do well he wasn't ready for the show he needed that time to develop and um yeah I, I hope i'm excited to see what he can do i i think he could have a good season and uh just watch out on Twitter because Conor McMichael is going to be a big topic.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously the dude's a first-round guy. He's got a lot of pressure. Um, he hasn't lived up to hype the past couple seasons. I think that you're right. I think that going down, winning – and I mean, look at the experience he got. He got to go win uh, an AHL championship. With the boys, I mean that's that's a really strong bond. That you know, this is a guy who's won at almost every level, including international play. Uh, though he is on Team Canada, so that doesn't really count. But you know, yeah, having having that kind of reinforced because you know an in international play and then in juniors and stuff like he was he was a good player. He was a winner. Came to the Caps, had a couple years of like, mm, I don't know, man, is this guy a bust or not? And he's was you know punished for you know, the consistency part and, you know, not putting the puck in the back of the net and also being suspect on the defensive end. And now you've got Spencer Carberry, who's going to give him a shot. Uh, Not that I think that he didn't get good shots with previous coaches. I will say that. I just think that now he's, he's at that spot where it's do or die. Um, I think that if McMichael does not have a promising NHL season this year, we're probably going to move him uh, or, unfortunately, sacrifice him to the waiver wire. So I'd love to see him be a little selfish out there, put some pucks in the back of the net early, you know, ride it, man. Like, get put a 30-point season under your belt and shut us the fuck up. Yeah, for real. There is another dark horse on the front end who's been silent, and just chilling and kind of had a, got in first couple games and that's Marisha Um So of course, this is a guy kind of a born leader. Ovi's taken him under his wing, had the Hodgkin's lymphoma, beat the cancer. And now he's here and he looks raw, but good. Do you think he's going to make the, uh, the opening night roster? I mean,
1: honestly, uh, (laughs) I haven't really seen him play much. Um, But are there any?
0: There's still a couple of spots that are still up for grabs. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we're looking at because Patches is out, we need, like, you know, kind of a top six guy. And we need a fourth liner, which I think is going to be Beck Malenstein, one or two fourth liners, even. And then a third, a third liner guy. And Connor McMichael has been doing double duty. He's been playing wing and center. He was pretty dominant in the faceoff circle as a center. I think that's where he wants to be. But, you know, when you have a team that has Nick Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Dylan Strom, and uh, Nick Dowd, you know, that's a pretty uphill battle. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, they're a pretty solid set there. Right. So who knows exactly what's going to go down next week. We'll be covering, you know, some, the one game that will happen, which will be the Friday the 13th game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I believe that's in Pittsburgh or in, is that at home or is that in Pittsburgh? Uh, it's, it's home. Okay. At home. Um, and that'll be great. So, you know, I guess, Pauly, what do you think the Washington Capitals look like throughout this season? Uh, I can go first if you want. Okay. I think the Washington Capitals' first 20 games are going to be absolute dog shit. We might even have a losing record. I think that the first 20 games to the Washington Capitals, they're going to be trial by fire. It's things that Carberry has instilled, and we'll see how good he is at holding guys accountable for the system that he wants to play. Everything that I've seen with him on the ice, he's super high tempo, he's ready to get out there and kill it. I love that about him. Um but you know, it doesn't it doesn't that's why we play the games. It doesn't matter until we can put the product on the ice and I want to see what it, that that looks like. I think that Pittsburgh opening night is for us is going to be a big test and I'll be honest, I do not think that the Washington Capitals are going to win very many games in the first 10. 20 games. And I think that unfortunately, the Pittsburgh Penguins are likely going to beat us at home Uh, this opener. But that's just me being kind of negative. What I am looking for, and what I think that a lot of the hockey pundits out there do not remember, is that we still do have Joel Edmondson, who's a big piece on the blue line that that would be a great acquisition. Uh, Probably a guy who's ahead of Both of the guys that we have um, filling in right now as a veteran, as a physical presence, and as a guy who can contribute on both sides of the puck. And then we also have Max Reddy, a guy who has like five times in his career career scored at least 20 goals. He's a, a goal scoring guy and he's on a team with a bunch of players like Kuznetsov, like Backstrom, who are looking to pass and looking to feed him. I think that once those guys come in, you know, hopefully it doesn't mess the chemistry up too much, but I'm, I'm really hoping that that and I'm really thinking that that's when we'll see the most evolved form of the Washington Capitals for this season. And I think that once those guys are back, give them a few games. And I think that that's what the team looks like. So out the gate, maybe not a great start, though. This is a time where you want to bank those points, bank those points where everybody's rusty. Um, so ideally, we'd love to. But I just I, – I don't see it. What about you?
1: Um, well, I think the first couple months, the Caps are going to chill about the 10th spot in the conference. Um, and then I think uh, by the time the playoffs roll around, we grab one of the wild card spots.
0: All right. All right. I think that we're – I think that we can compete for a wild card spot. I think that there's going to be two Metro teams in the wild card you know, everybody wants to say like, oh, the Atlantic is so strong and yada yada yada, and like I don't you can't tell me a division with both Montreal and Ottawa in it is like one of the strongest divisions in hockey. Uh, hmm. so I'm still on the Metro is the hardest and most competitive division in the league and has been forever. That trend continues. We've got the Hurricanes and the Devils, who seem to be just a lock for a playoff spot, right? And then the third spot could be any of the following, you know, the Islanders, the, the, the Rangers, the caps or the penguins. That's four teams that are going to have to battle out for that third spot. And then who knows what happens when, when the, in the standings, when it comes to the wild card. So, I mean, yeah, there's, I,
1: I can't really see four. I mean, I, I can see four teams from the Atlanta making
0: it, but I doubt it. Right, right. seems like a long shot. I think that the Bruins are a little overrated. I think there's a bit of recency bias for what they did last year. Um, yeah. And I think that the Tampa Bay Lightning are on their way down. So, which, I hope you know. So. Yeah, they have to be, right? I mean, no, no team can have that roster for five years, six years straight, right?
1: Yeah, I I would uh, delight in their downfall.
0: (laughs) All right, all right. Upcoming games, like we said, on the 13th, Friday the 13th in D.C., playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. I hope we win. That would be great. I'd love to see Eric Carlson have just a career-low season like he did when he first went to San Jose. Um, But, you know, it's Pittsburgh, so who knows? And then in week two, we'll be going up on the 16th against Calgary, then the 18th at Ottawa. So home, home, and then Ottawa and Montreal visiting the Atlantic Division in the true north, the 18th and the 21st, respectively. So a lot of hockey. The Caps are getting thrown right in. They actually are starting their season uh, among the latest to actually start their first game. The Washington Capitals are Friday. Um, but Caps fans, hockey fans, NHL is back. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And I mean, I'm ecstatic. I'm, I'm pumped, first of all, that Poly, you're back. I'm pumped that we get to see this brand new coaching staff. They really cleaned house. Um, I'm pumped that we're going to see what these young guys can do from the farm. And um, I'm pumped to see the Washington Capitals compete for a Stanley Cup this year.
1: Yeah man, rejoice. It is the best time of year.
0: Hockey has risen. <laughs> Hockey has risen baby. Let's go. Oh man. All right. I missed all that Catholic shit that we could uh, you know, talk about when you were when you were away from the pod. Now now you being the reinstated co-host and social media chancellor, you're also hmm. the resident Catholic um I don't know what do you call it? Repository of stuff of Catholics that Catholics do.
1: Yeah. The encyclopedia.
0: Yeah. The Catholic encyclopedia there. All right. Caps fans, that's it for Monday. Thanks again for tuning in. Our tits are jacked to be covering the Washington capitals with you again, this season, season five of the official capture podcast. Polly, you changed your socials going through a true rebrand here. Yeah. Yeah, so
1: I used to be at Cupcake Polly
0: on everything. Uh,
1: Twitter and Instagram is just at Polly underscore cupcakes. And then TikTok is at Polly cupcakes. I'll probably change my TikTok to match if it's available. Uh, but I can't change it for 30 days or, well, at this point, probably like 18 days or something. But you can only change your TikTok name every 30 days or something.
0: Mm, interesting. But this is this is why you know, you know all under, the in and outs. <laughs> what is it? What's the handle?
1: Uh, just at poly underscore cupcakes and then TikTok. There's no underscore.
0: All right. Sick. Follow him. Follow us at Caps Chirp on everything. Follow me at hockey Trolling on everything with an I IN. And uh until Thursday, Caps fans, hope that this opening week of hockey treats you well. And hockey troll, poly cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social. And the hockey podcast The hockey podcast network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out. Oh, we're not friends anymore.